Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Let's wrap up October, shall we? Hey, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. I know. Or week of Halloween. We're, we're a little early. Early. I mean, you'll be hearing this the week of Halloween. Yep. The Monday before Halloween. But we're recording this in the past. In the past. On the 22nd, 22nd which is second, only a few second, days before second. it comes out. Well, anywho. Um, but, but next, so uh, this is Halloween week in the month of witchery. Mm-hmm. This is the podcast, Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. I'm the girlfriend of that guy. Hi. And he likes horror movies, and I'm like not a, a fan. Science fiction, too. I've seen a bunch at this point. Yeah. Like, I've almost died a few times. You're at weird movies, too. Like, so two things. One, like, <laughs> at weird movies. you've actually seen more horror movies than most people have at this point. Well, because we did, like, the, the Val Luton. Yeah. You know, we've done a lot of, like, the historical stuff and a lot of... And also, too... The movies that have really scared you at times have been ones that I thought would be softballs. Always a jump scare. Some things that I thought would really fuck you up. Always a jump scare. Oh, I beg to disagree uh, with you on that. Here's here's my, what I've learned my, about my, my counter pitch oh, yeah. to your thing it's of, it, really loud all of, a sudden. Sorry of it that, always guys. being a jump scare. Mm-hmm. There are zero jump scares, and we need to talk about Kevin. Well, that's what I was about to bring up. <laughs> so um, here's what I know about myself. From through the two years now of doing this podcast, I have learned that my let's call it interesting upbringing has led me to be totally okay in tense, dramatic moments. Right? My it, it just all right, all right, whatever. The element of surprise is insane, and I hate it. Right? Fair. And the. So far, the only movie that has genuinely scared me to the point of nightmares and I had to stay up at night is we need to talk about Kevin. Because that well, that preyed upon a fear I didn't even know I had. Do you know what I mean? Welcome to the podcast. I, it, it woke up a part of me like, <laughs> hey, this my is a situation child, that could have fucking happened. My or child can still grow up to be a fucking psychopath. Oh, man. Um, so just two things I want to... Piggyback off that with real fast before we get into talking. I dated about a guy who movie. called my kid a psychopath once. Did I tell you that. That's good. That's healthy. No, um, no, no. I mean, like we, I ended things with him because of that. Yeah. But during as, the breakup, that's knows. what he said. Two things. One, mm-hmm. just so everyone's aware, I'm not there yet, but I have been <laughs> drinking wine. So our to dear Josh to celebrate <laughs> our Halloween episode. If you are a fan of the podcast, you know that Josh has struggled with his job. And he has recently gotten a new job that is much better and much more fun. And he is finally relaxing enough to uh, enjoy that. We've been under a little bit of pressure between Corona, the transition of Josh's new job, um, what I like to call my faux-in-teen, which was when I was in quarantine, but uh, apparently not really. Um, It's just been a kind of a stressful time living here in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. God. Grad, <laughs> grad school, school, the biggest thing that I've been freaking out about, uh, trying to earn a little extra bones there by tutoring. I mean, we've just been super busy. Um, but that leads me to my second point. Yep. Which is, I may have been, you know, 
I cracked open a bottle of wine. We're having a good time. Indeed you did. Um, I specifically went with a movie that is a really fucking good time. This movie's going to be like a party. Okay. Because Halloween like a party should be like a party. Okay. And that's the vibe I wanted to do. I didn't want to go for something punishing or over the top or like, you know, it was going to just not be fun. Okay. Halloween needs to be fun. So what, what is it on Last week we with? did Trick or Treat. This year we're doing Night of the Demons. But before we get Night talking about Night of the Demons, okay. the point I'm trying to make is you me? out there, oh. listener, listeners. Not me, them. Whoever, Not me, thee. You're listening to this right now. It's the week of Halloween. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. This has been a real shit show of a year. You're probably terrified about the election that's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. So yeah. just enjoy this moment. Take this week. Enjoy Halloween in whatever way you can. I'm assuming that most right. of our listeners are American. Just, it's hard to tell because everyone uses a VPN these days. I mean, just enjoy a drink whenever you can. Enjoy something. Take some time this week, preferably on Halloween proper or Friday night, and just do something nice for yourself. Totally Because agree. this year has been fucking awful, and you deserve it. Totally so, agree. On that note... We're going to watch Night of the Demons. Let's start talking about Night of the Fucking Demons. Okay, so uh, <laughs> what year did this movie come out? Oh, this movie came out October 14th, 1988. Oh, sweet. So I was eight years old. I was a few. Mo- I was two months shy of nine. I was six. And someone, feel free to correct me, because the other day on the internet, I told someone I was 36. I told them my correct year of my birth. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm 36. And then my best friend from high school was like, I feel like you're 38. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm just bad at math. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right, dude. I'm not that much of a cougar. Okay, so 1988. Here's what I'm going to guess. 88 was first the first Bush, GW. I know that. I know that that means that I, the, the war in Kuwait or whatever, the Kuwaiti war. What are we calling that? Desert Storm. Uh, yes, because that is what the military called it. Yeah. So. It took me a minute. Uh, <laughs> no Schwarzkopf. I had all the trading cards. I know that that, ca- I know that came out. Right? How or came out. <laughs> that may be... <laughs> that dropped. That may be the most American thing ever. That our general was Schwarzkopf? No. That we, in the middle of a war, created trading cards that you could buy in stores. Did you not that had No, I had the whole oh. fucking set. Yeah. I had the whole set. The yeah. only one that was worth any money was Norman Schwarzkopf's card. He was worth like five or six bucks by himself. But yeah, you could go where you would buy like baseball cards mm-hmm. and it'd have like pictures of missiles and tanks and shit on them. Yeah. That is the most American thing ever. It is very American. Also, I live in a country that tells me routinely that we can't afford health care. <laughs> Yet, we at one point in my childhood had trading cards with missiles and tanks on them. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. Uh, that also, let's see, 88. You know, the Berlin Wall won't come down that year. It's happened in like 89, didn't mm-hmm. it? Okay. What have you got? Tell me what were the goings on that year. Okay. 1988. The year of our Lord. That's when the Soviet Union began its economic restructuring, known as perestroika. So that would be, that means that Gorbachev had just been, mm-hmm. brought, put, been um, put in over a... It's also when the the Soviet Union began its essential like breaking up, like people started breaking away from the mm-hmm. Soviet Union, uh, and that became a problem. It's the year that Phantom of the Opera opened on Broadway. And man, I was my generation's like a phantom. Oh, I by the way, sir, 
millennials are 1980. It was official. Like I looked it up and it was 19, anyone born between 1985 and our uh, millennials. I'm going to give a shout out and, I, and a deference to Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men podcast I listen to every week. What did they say? Because they said that if you were born between 19, the end of like 78, mm-hmm. 79 through like 84. Right. You're, they call them the Oregon Trail generation. Yeah. And um, I've heard it called Generation Y. I prefer the Oregon Trail. Oh generation. yeah, for sure I do too. You know, like we played Oregon Trail. On we computer. were the first group to have some form of computer as a special, right? Did you have that? It was like library, music, gym, computer. We had an Apple lab. Yep. So Mac did we. Lab. I think that's all there was for a while. Those big brown. You had to flip the disc over. Okay. I sorry. There were Commodore sixty fours, but I, I feel like. Public school, at least in New Jersey, we did. They were Macintosh. Commodore 64s were like gaming computers, yeah, which is laughable when you look at what they were capable (laughs) of then. But okay, what? So what else was going on that year? The Winter Olympics were held that year in Calgary. Mm -hmm. The Iran Contra affair occurred. Ooh, that's always fun. Nothing like led us to where we are now. Nothing like your dickhead president trying to sell arms. Nothing like Oliver North going on trial, being found guilty, and now he's, what, Secretary of the Interior or something? I don't (laughs) think he's Secretary of the Interior. No, but I mean, he has some big position now. He was a Fox News contributor. No, now he's in Trump's government. Um, So the Soviet-Afghan War officially ends. It's known (laughs) as the Russia's Vietnam, is how they refer to it, basically. Because it just, they had to end Uh, it. It went forever, and they lost. (laughs) NASA scientist James Hansen testifies before Congress that man-made global warming has begun and is real. Yeah. That's a thing. I know by 1992, the ozone layer was a big, the the talk of the town. We also have covered 88 before because I'm about to bring up a historical fact that I know that you're going to recall having talked about on the podcast. Let's do this. It was the year of the syringe tide. Yep. My New Jersey ass. That, That probably affected, the syringe tide affected my year. Probably more than anything than anything else that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about white privilege, um, but it's true. I just remember being really bummed out that we could go to the shore but couldn't go to the beach. Can't swim. Who's got a hypodermic needle in the leg? Right. Have you heard of a young chap named Osama bin Laden? Yes. Well, he started a club. Yeah. In 1988, called Al Qaeda, and he was backed, I believe. What is this? Mm-hmm. By the CIA? Yeah. By the, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, by the CIA. Yeah. I'm not sure who the CIA is, yeah. but wow, they were working with bin Laden. That's pretty shitty. They did. They gave him <laughs> uh, They gave him the knowledge, the training, and the background he would use so against us one talked day. talked about this before. I know. The reason the Afghani people were so damn tough, beyond just naturally being like, they're a, a resilient, tough people that mm-hmm. should be admired. But the reason why their strength was so off the charts in the 80s was mm-hmm. because not only were they being pummeled by the Soviet Union, but on two separate instances, they were aided by James Bond and John Such Rambo. Such a good point. I mean, Such a good point. Um, when you have British super spy mm-hmm, James mm-hmm. Bond and then later John Rambo yeah, come into your, come into your helping aid. you, how are you not <laughs> going to not? be the best fighting force? Okay, what um, else? George H.W. Bush was elected that year. So that's a thing. That uh, would only last four years. People that were born that year. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to keep it short to a few people that are all pretty awesome. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Lizzo. I fucking love Lizzo. And Adele. 
I like Adele too, but I, I fucking love Lizzo. I like all four of those people. I, I just do made. too. Um, Lizzo's. I'm a fan. I wish to God there was a Lizzo. My like, I was bullied so hard because I was the weird kid who just happened to be a little chubby, and like having someone as popular looking the way that Lizzo does and just owning it, and like Nicole Byer and all those beautiful plus size women, sure would have been nice. Sure would have been nice. I'm just it, saying, representation matters. It does matter very much so. Go ahead. And I'm glad Lizzo is achieving, is as famous, rightfully so, as she is right now. Right? Like, that's awesome. People that died in 1988. Go. Andy Gibb. Josh. I had to leave with that one. It He's did. the baby Gibb. He was not part of BGs. Because it's the one that hurts me Man. the least of this group of about to name. All right, here we go. Well, all right. So, Robert Heinlein. Okay. Stranger in a Strange Land. Uh, and then, gone way too soon. Way too soon. Heather O'Rourke, star of the Poltergeist films. The little oh, the little girl. She died. I remember that was such a huge part yeah. of like Poltergeist curse. She had a um, it was like a pocket in her intestines. Yeah, that filled up and burst, and she went septic and it killed her. So not like a spooky. Yeah, like, I remember being told thing. that it was. Yeah, it was legitimately like a birth defect. Okay. And then Judith Barcy. Who is that? Who was the little girl? who played Michael Brody's daughter in Jaws 4, and she was the voice of Ducky, a bullion before time. Okay. And I, if I remember correctly, she was murdered by her stepdad. Oh, yikes. So that's a thing. That's something that happened. And then it's the year How Ashby Died. Oh, my favorite director. Of, of uh, yeah, cancer. Here's some words I picked that were considered words of the year for 1988. Hit me. If this tells you where we were at as a culture and what was popular. Sorry, I'm drinking too. How about... I Carumba. <laughs> oh, yeah, because 88 would have been... Because mm-hmm. Bart Simpson and I are the exact same age. Mm-hmm. And they oh. they debuted. It was my ninth birthday was uh, when they got Santa's Little Helper. Mm-hmm. And two other quotes that were popular that year. See if you can place these, Cindy. Read my lips. No new taxes. Ugh, that went away real quick, and then he was voted out. And? And? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. That's from... Die Hard. Die Hard. I almost said Terminator. Die Hard. Okay. Yay. Okay. Let's talk about Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. And how much I'm going to enjoy the shit out of watching this movie. All right. What do you got for me? Okay. We, we established it came out October 14th of 1988. We did. It is rated R. Okay. It is a lengthy one hour and 30 minutes long. Yay. <laughs> That's, those are Cindy's favorites, y'all. It is directed by Kevin S. Tenney, who is the writer and director of Witchboard. And Witch Trap. Somebody likes witches. And he was the director of a film called The Cellar, which I saw on satellite at my grandmother's house when I was like six. And it fucking terrified me. And I'm sure if I went back and watched it now, it would be not good. (laughs) Or scary at all. So I don't want to ruin that and go back and watch it. Like, I've had the chance to go back and watch it. I don't watch Creepshow in case it does hold up. I can't. I just they, it never holds up. They never hold up, and I I just have I'm such just a good saying. memory of that being such a terrifying movie. Yeah, that I'm just gonna live in that memory. Okay, uh, <laughs> you can do that, sweetheart. It was written and produced by Joe Augustin, who actually wrote and directed this movie. Has two sequels and a remake. Whoa! Yeah, it's a franchise. Okay. We could have done a movie, or I could have done a month of just Night of the Demons movies. I, for some reason, like, the name kind of sounds familiar, but maybe if I see the poster, but go ahead. Sorry. The movie stars Amelia Kincaid, 
as Angela. She would Angela. go on to reprise her role in Demons 2 and 3. And she's the niece of Rue McClanahan. <laughs> Fabulous. And, fun fact, she is now a pet psychic. Really? That's a thing. She, she feels like she's huh. psychic. And your pet will talk to her. And then she will translate what your pet wants. If you're going to be psychic, that's the way to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Pets. How, who doesn't want to talk to animals? Right? All right. Sorry. Go ahead. So we start with her. And then we move to someone who I consider to be Scream Queen royalty. Who is that? Linnea Quigley. Never heard of her. Linnea Quigley plays Suzanne. She's better known for playing trash <laughs> in Return of the Living Dead, which... Spoiler alert, sometime in the future, we're going to watch Return of the Living Dead for this podcast. Okay. Uh, she also played Spider in Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama. Oh, oh, sure. Is that going to be part <laughs> of our podcast? She Maybe. And she was <laughs> Linda Blair's deaf sister, Heather, in Savage Streets. Okay. Linnea Quigley is fucking awesome. Okay. She, uh, she was asked several times after being in Return of the Living Dead to audition for this movie. And she was like, nah, I don't want <laughs> no. to. Because she's like, they're teenagers and I am 30. Ah. And then she went, finally went and auditioned to get them to shut up and they cast her on the spot. Nice. And she was like, okay. Oh. So she is 30. Okay. Playing a 19 year old. Okay. Um, Linnea Quigley played a big part in me discovering as a <laughs> small early teen who I was as a person. <laughs> As sexually, I was gonna, yeah, there you go. He was, was she your Jonathan Brandis baby? Not quite, but yeah, I always thought I thought Lene Quigley was super cute when I was a kid. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this movie is a double win for her because not only is she in she this movie. cast and she's kind of known partially for this movie, not just Return of the Living Dead, but she also met her future husband. Oh, yeah, that's Steve cute. Johnson, the effects guy, they've since divorced. Okay, never mind. But they were married for like a long time. And basically, she got the part and then went and he had to make a mold of her breasts for a scene. <laughs> and they were just like talking. And, and he's he like, these are good boobs. So I need to tell you more about Steve Johnson at some point. Okay. Steve Johnson is, of all the 80s effects people, he's the fucking wild man of the group. <laughs> like, he's the guy who would eat LSD and sculpt shit. Nice. He's the guy who did an audiobook of the his biography and then ate mushrooms to read the audiobook live. So rewind real quick. Does that mean that she's going to be topless in this movie? There's a lot of boobs in this movie. Is he going to be in the movie at all? Or no, he just he's, does just the... a, he's just an effects guy. Well, I didn't know if like, oh yeah, he, he walks okay. behind the scenes. Steve Johnson, her husband, effects guy, created Slimer on the, for the Ghostbusters. Movie. Cool. So that's his kind of his like big claim to fame. Uh, Who doesn't love Slimer? After Linnea Quigley, mm-hmm. Kathy Podewell as Judy. Podewell. Alvin Alexis as Roger. Uh, Hal Havens as Stooge, and he's super memorable in the movie. Stooge. TV. Yeah. Once Ori- you see this quite movie, quite the original name. Yeah, you you'll have our time. He he may be the third person I think of when I think of this movie after you know Angela and Suzanne, and then Allison Barron played Helen. Man, this movie's just fucking It's fun. a fun time. This, this is just a fun... Not this movie specific, but this type of movie was what I was looking to do when we started doing the podcast. Because I remember you being like, oh, what scary movies are out? And I'm like, but some of them are so much fun. And this is one of the fun this ones. This movie's just fucking fun. Well... Goofy, fun, comedy, gross-out, 
horror nonsense, <laughs> and I love it. Do you have uh, a poster for me by any 100%. chance? Percent. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an OG poster, and I try to figure out the the meaning, the the theme, the theat. Well, okay. Angela is having a party. Jason and Freddie are too scared to come, but you'll have a hell of a time. Okay. So there is a woman, a monster lady with scary teeth and yellow eyes and a snake on her head. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that this is a slasher movie that takes place at a party and somebody who doesn't get invited decides to go in and kill them all and get their revenge. Okay. That's what I say. My prediction is... You think I'm going to love this movie or I don't it? think you're going to love it. I think you'd just be like, this, this was fun. This okay. was dumb fun. No, I'll take it. that over. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well then let's go do this. Uh, where can we watch this movie? It's older. This movie is... Okay, so there is a Shout Factory slash Scream Factory Blu-ray release. Of this movie? That I do not have here. <laughs> so this evening, we'll be queuing this up on Prime where it is playing for free if you nice. have a Prime membership. Sweet. So there's no excuse. Like, this movie's just Let's watch it. Prime. Okay, well, then here <laughs> we go. Uh, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And dudes! Oh, let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder what's gotten into them. Night of the Demons. be the sinners for the day of atonement is at hand I'm looking at me Quite a movie. Night of the Demons. It was a movie. Point of fact, it was a movie. It was uh, full of interesting plot holes and bad stereotypes, but it was a fun movie. I liked it. It was... One stereotype it does not fall prey to... Was what? The black uh, guy was not the, the one... The black guy is not only one of the two heroes... He's not killed first. Yeah. Survives the whole But there movie. is a dumb blonde that who does make... They all make dumb decisions. They all do dumb things. Of course they do. You know, but other than that, it was interesting. The lot, you're right. There were a ton of naked ladies 
and uh, mostly Linnea Quigley. A lot of <laughs> naked Linnea Quigley. A lot of close-ups of her crotch and boobs, just over and over. <laughs> she had a spooky workout tape. I remember. Did you? Uh, I didn't own it. Oh, someone I knew did, <laughs> and we would go over and just she'd be like, she was in like this super tight leotard outfit, doing spooky and just exercises. You know, like, with, like, skeletons and shit, just on, like, you know, Jane Fonda-style workouts. And everything nice. being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Small a, Josh porno. That's a thing. That's okay. A thing. So this was a movie about a group of kids who attend a party at an abandoned mausoleum, not mausoleum, an abandoned coroner's or mortician's house, funeral home. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. An abandoned funeral home that was also the site of a brutal murder. Mm-hmm. And is also surrounded by a brick wall. With a secret. With a secret river under, or earth. Uh, underground. Water source creek or something. That goes underneath. Yeah. They built the walls over that? Oh, whatever. I don't know. And The they, demons can't cross the water. Yeah. And they unleash demons on Halloween. And it kills everyone but two. Yes. I would say that that's almost spot on. Except I would revise... Would you the include beginning more? of your statement too? It is a bunch of kids and Linnea Quigley because she is like 30. she's very old. <laughs> she's well, not she's not even very old because I'm older than she is now. But I mean, she's uh, you, Compar- she's obviously older than those older. kids. It's not hidden well. And they even have her dressed up as like a baby doll. And the first time you see her in the movie, where she's like it's just her crotch, over, and she's just like wiggling her ass <laughs> to distract. The two guys at the convenience store, so Amelia Kincaid can like steal everything for the party. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like this movie. This movie is. Is this movie really good? No. No. Is this movie really fun? Yes. Yes. And well, sometimes that's what you need in a horror movie, especially for Halloween. You just want something fucking fun. There are some good jump scares. There are some decent uh, special effects, like blood and gore. But overall, it was just a goof. It was just it was just a big old mess. Um, do you have IMDb's? What did they say? Did I? I, oh, I think I hit it pretty the well. The synopsis head. I found. I think you did. So the ten teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night when an evil force awakens demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. My my dad is a preacher. He taught me how to pray real good. Like oh, that was inappropriate, but okay. This was a really fun movie. This is a good sleepover movie. This is a good 100%. preteen hangout movie for 100%. sure. Which was all of those things for me when I was a kid. But I don't think it, it goes much beyond that. Yeah, this movie's not like, you know, oh, there's so much depth. and There's symbolism. Look at all the, like, oh, we can really deconstruct the meaning of this movie to be a commentary on this society in the 80s. party movie. Correct. Actually... This movie kind of is representative of, like, the teenage party mood of the 80s. Party and have sex and just be alone away from adults. That's just all teenagers yeah. in the 80s. Uh, the, the only part of this movie that I think is a commentary is on that the... where we were at when it came out in the 88, was it? Yeah, 1988, yeah. was what was actually cut out of the script versus what was left in. Which was? Uh, I think that's the telling part of where we were in the 80s. So originally, according to the screenwriter, the original script he wrote featured a gay couple and there was a kiss between Judy and Roger, Judy the blonde that survives and Roger the black dude that survives. Yeah, they were. I was and wondering if that was going to happen. Both of those things were cut. Both, <laughs> not even shot. Not even shot. Like they were excised from the script because in 1988, 
We weren't ready for those two things at all. We 100% aren't ready for a gay couple on screen. I'm glad racism's over. There's Um, racism. But also, we're not really cool with this, like, all-American blonde... Making out with the guy who literally saved your life. But because he's black, nah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. So this is easily an Arkov movie. This is an exploitation film. Yes. We can apply this. So A, action, right off the bat, yes. They... They're so mean to that. Like, the wraparound of this movie... Is how is shitty the boyfriends man. are. Oh. Well, the, the old man is the wraparound. Oh, yeah. Like, the old man. <laughs> so, they just dick with this old man who hates teenagers. He just hates them. Like, they moon him. They yeah. knock his groceries out. That's the whole setup. It's just, like, their interactions with this old guy. And he alludes to uh, poisoning some apples or putting uh, razor blades razor in blade. apples. He's going to razor blade apples. And uh, the end of the movie, when it wraps back around... The next morning, we get his wife baked the apples into an apple pie for him, and it cuts his throat open and kills him. And then she's like, thank God that's that, a shit. So that's <laughs> over. Revolutionary? Is this really a revolutionary, the idea of a party in a cursed place? That seems to be kind of a, right, like a horror movie trope? Or am I, is that a stretch for, am I stretching? I mean, this movie is kind of very tropey yeah i don't know like what came first this movie or another one so Uh, i mean this movie's kind of a synthesis of a lot of movies that came before it okay so i would probably not give it a lot for the revolutionary yeah especially when you look at the fact that if they would have had the gay couple then that would have been revolutionary and you know for a fact if they would have kept it it would have been two women oh yeah it would have been like two like super like Super lipstick Super lesbian. Hot lesbians. That, One's dressed yeah. like a plumber with like a midriff shirt. Yeah, but for even sure. She's like super, yeah, super hot. More like yeah. Joe from Facts of Life than uh, yeah, yeah. So we took this, we took this incredibly attractive lady and just gave her a shorter haircut. And that's how you know she's a lesbian. Clearly she's a lesbian. Uh, Killing. Tons of killing. (laughs) Tons and tons. They talk about it. They do it. They whatever. Uh, So if we're talking ten kids, eight Eight. of them die. Correct. (laughs) At some point in crazy ways. Then there's the old man. So that's nine. Or are like, well, we'll talk about the sex stuff in a second. But then the (laughs) the old man. So there's a lot of killing in this movie. We've got uh, oratory. Are there any? Eat a bowl of fuck. Yeah. That was quick. Eat a bowl of fuck. Okay, so Um, that is an oratory from this movie. I would say that Hal Havens has most of the memorable lines in this movie. Stooge, the heavy set. Stooge, who's dressed up for Halloween like uh, what's his face from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Is that who he was supposed to be? Like a warthog thing with a mullet? I don't think that was his costume, per se. Why else would he have the mullet and the pig costume and, like, the rocker gloves? That's just his life. Was that a look? That's just his life. That's just his life, Sid. You don't understand. That's the thing about this movie that I find slightly confusing was... What's the one boyfriend? I can't remember his name. The The, Judy's boyfriend? Yeah, the, the one that... Not the Hispanic stereotype guy. Sal. The other one. The one that comes over to her house and is all like, oh, hey, like, you sure do look swell. Yeah. And then um, is real quick to be like, oh, let's fuck this chick because yeah. she's ready, willing, and able, and my girlfriend's not. But he is clearly dressed <laughs> like Crockett off of Miami Vice. Correct. However, that must just be his everyday attire because they say several, like at least twice. Oh, uh, yeah, they say. Like, He's not even wearing a costume today. And it's like, so this is just how this dude dresses. <laughs> This is what he wears. Allegedly. He just 
dresses like he's on Miami Vice. Fantasy. This is kind of a fantasy. Like it, it, At first I thought it was going to be... I'm going to majorly disagree with you. Oh, because I, this is very much a fantasy. Well, at first I thought it was going to be Angela was like they made fun of her and so this was her revenge. Mm-hmm. But it did, it wasn't because she ended up getting killed. She ended up becoming possessed. So it wasn't that. What, what do you say? No, it's definitely not. No, I think this movie is definitely a fantasy film in the fact oh. that it, there's a demon and right. that demon possesses all the kids and starts turning them against each other. Yeah, it's, it's movie is nothing but like... Okay, I'll give it to you. It's nothing but fantasy. Fornication. It's nothing yes. but fornication. Yeah. Crotches and boobs and fucking and the whole thing. It's a very 80s make-out movie. Uh, this movie was uh, formulative for me. <laughs> I remember having a... Linnea, from Return of the Living Dead, I had a huge Linnea Quigley thing when I was a kid. And then... You this know, movie just... On VHS later. I didn't see these movies when they first came out because I was like... Five. Super tiny. Yeah. It wouldn't have been registered. I'm talking like later on like VHS and shit. But this movie, I remember <laughs> I remember watching this movie and already having known who Linnea Quigley was and being like, she was really attractive in Return of Living Dead. I sure do like her. And then the whole Angela dance scene that she choreographed her, that oh, did she, she choreographed her sexy yeah, little dance. She's like, like throwing herself around. I remember being like a early teen I'm feeling experiences something and I was like uh so this is a thing this is something new and altogether <laughs> uncomfortable this for is... me in front of my mother uh nope didn't watch this with my mom my mom I don't think my mom's ever seen this movie <laughs> give me some trivia about this movie is there anything other than is this a canon film I mean no, it kind it's of not a canon film. read like one almost because it was so campy and so over it's the top not that much fun canon films are even more. A whole level of insanity unto themselves. All right. Uh, this movie was made for $1.2 million. Man. And they opened it. Friends made that, right? Yeah. If you were an actor on Friends on one episode. Uh, they opened it early in Detroit and then a couple weeks later in New York City. And then it did gangbusters in Detroit, New York City. Like, it opened so big, they were like, this movie is going to be a massive fucking hit. Was like, it? A massive hit. No, it only ended up making like $3.1 million. So it doubled its budget, but it was a small budget but to begin with. most of that money is from the few weeks it was open in Detroit and New York City. Like it just did fucking gangbusters there for some It was they, well loved there. It did so well when it opened in those two cities that they projected it would make about $13 million based off of what it was doing in those two cities. Oh, so yeah, and it then, fell well below And then they were like, they opened it expectations. everywhere. Opened it everywhere else and people were like, now we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's still like it did really well. You said this movie's been remade too, so it must be a cult favorite. There are three in the original series. They all three star Emily Kincaid. Is she the Angela. one? Okay. And then, She's Rue McClanahan's yeah, niece. niece. And then the remake has what's her name from I don't know. American Pie in it. I can't remember her name. Which the mom, the daughter, the near super sort, not attractive, near like uh, foreign exchange student. Oh, oh gosh! I what's her name? I know you're talking about. I though. can't remember that. Okay. Yeah, like I said, Amelia Kincaid though she did choreograph that dance routine, and Kathy Podwell who plays Judy. The, Judy, 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 the main character. Who? Yeah, essentially the main character. The However, Angela and Stooge, but mostly Angela was the one that people were like, yeah, her. <laughs> 
it's always the villain that everyone remembers. But she was working as a waitress, and when she got this part, she was she quit her job. Like I saw a thing where she got talking about like, you know, I got to quit my job as a waitress. It's like well, that's it was exciting. Her, yeah, and I think it's interesting because you were pointing out the shots that you thought the house was a model. Yes, was I wrong? A lot of the exteriors and whatnot. I don't think you were wrong. However, the interiors were were real, and that house was rented to be shot in as is. Including almost all of the furniture and everything inside. Was it in there? Was just there. Where where was the shot? Like what I state? I believe it was in LA. Okay. And they basically Random. just shot the whole thing out. And then a, like not long after they got done filming, that house, that mortuary was torn down. And then they built a Ralph's there. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. So there's the um, history of this horror's hollowed ground. Sean Clark would be happy. The it's idea a fun they movie. They found this house. It's just an abandoned. They just had to do the exteriors to make it look like it wasn't around things. Yeah, but, but it all was the in interiors the were like As it just is. came like that. That's wild. They didn't really have to do any set dressing. They didn't have to. Bring that's, in well, any that's probably why they got to just shoot for only a million dollars too. Finding the location, and everything in there, right? Like that cuts yeah. out half your budget. Is this movie great? No. But it was a fun one for uh, Halloween. This is uh, the last one of the month, so we've got to rank our top ones for this month. Mm-hmm. Do you have a pen? Let me uh, let me sketch out mine. All right, so this month we've watched The Autopsy of Jane Doe. We've watched The, the Witch. Witch. Oh, yeah, Love Witch. And then... The Witch. The Witch. And now... Night of the Demons. Demons. I'm going to say... <laughs> Okay, I've got mine. Do you have yours? I've got mine. I'll have them by the time. Okay, starting from the bottom and going up. Four, Love Witch. I didn't really enjoy that as much. I mean, it was fun, but, eh, whatever. Then this one, Night of the Demons. Okay. And then Autopsy of Jane Doe, and then number one, The Witch. How about you? Do you agree with my assessment? Maybe. I would say... Maybe. You either do or you don't. I would go... The Love Witch. Yeah. Love Witch would be number four. I liked it, but yeah, but not it, really I mean, as much. And then three would be Night of the Demons. Okay. Two. Yeah. Autopsy of Jane Doe and one The yep. Witch. Same with me. Yep. Yay, we are in agreement. 100%. The Witch was the easy one. I was like, well, clearly it's my favorite movie. <laughs> clearly. Uh, and I know people, and it's so weird because going back to that episode, I know so many people that either think that that is the best movie. They're like, it's so good. Or people are like... This movie is so fucking slow and boring, and I hate it. I really enjoyed it. Um, there's really not a whole lot in between. Kind of like this movie. People are either like, this movie is hella fun, or... This movie this is hella movie dumb. Is really fucking bad. <laughs> really, really, really bad. I liked it. What are we doing next month? So next month is November. And I think... Thanksgiving, are we doing Pilgrims, or... I think there was like an insane... Was there like six Mondays or some shit like that? I'm not sure. Month? I have no idea. Yeah, I think there was like six fucking Mondays. No, we we tried to do, we did what, November last November? Yes. And I think we're going to do something similar. Uh, I want to tip my hat. We've kind of been dancing around a subject on this podcast for a while that I think it's time we actually buckle down and just at least do a few because there's so fucking many. What? But we're going to do a few of them. We're going to do a month of Stephen King films. Okay. Now, is there any particular reason you chose November? Or just it, that just happens to fit that? Well, there was one movie I really wanted to do. I really, really wanted to get into. And I was trying to figure out, like, 
uh, I'd like to do this movie with some other stuff. And then it, I was like, why the fuck don't we just do Stephen King? Like, we've done a couple Stephen King movies on here. We did, like, Carrie, for instance. And yeah. Like, we, he's come up a few times. Why don't we just do some Stephen King movies? Okay. So let's do that. Celebrate the King. The King uh, during Stephen November. King. All so right. Well, then. Ne- next week will be The Dead Zone. And I am really really excited to watch that movie with you well then really excited until then i'm josh and i'm cindy and i'm still his girlfriend yay